For all my women out there, I just want you to know that you are a boss. Women have to be at the table for technology and innovation. And if not, we'll simply create our own. Don't feel like you shouldn't be a part of the tech space just because there aren't many women in the room. That's exactly why we need you to be there. Girl, don't forget to rep your set in these tech spaces, AKA rep your culture. You are the face of technology and the face of the future. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Women in Tech with Ariana podcast with me, Ariana, as your favorite host. For those of you, it's your first time tuning in. Welcome to an amazing community of women in tech where we talk about the latest news in technology, hear stories from women in tech from all around the world and share tangible resources and tools like access to funding. We give away free materials to help you learn how to code. We talk about job opportunities, conferences of the year that we think you should attend and so much more. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button guys and leave a review in the podcast app or on the website you are using to listen to this episode. This month, guys, is a super special month because it's Women's History Month and the Women in Tech with Ariana Podcast is partnered with Manning Publications for our Blazing Trails podcast series. Every week of this month, we are featuring two special guests to come on the show and talk about their journey through technology, share advice to our listeners, and of course, we have giveaways for you guys. So every Monday and Wednesday of this month, we are publishing new episodes with some of the most powerful women in technology from around the world. Make sure to share this episode with your friends and tell them to tune in as we celebrate Women for Women's History Month. Today we have a special guest, guys, Marcia Bishalba. Marcia is a developer advocate for Amazon Web Services. Marcia has over a decade of experience in the software industry and has worked for companies like Nokia, IBM, and Rovio. Marcia is the host of FUBAR, a YouTube channel where she talks about serverless applications for AWS. We are so excited to have her on the show today. Welcome, Marcia, to Women in Tech with Ariana. Hello. Or as I say in my YouTube channel, hello, world. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) So now, Marcia, tell us about originally where you're from and where you're currently based. Well, I'm, I'm from Uruguay, South America, the south, next to Argentina and Brazil. It's a small, small country, three million people. And I moved 10 years ago to Finland, another small country in the north of Europe with around five million and a half. So, yeah, that's that's where I'm living currently and for the last 10 years. Wow, for the, for the last 10 years. Now, yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. Now, Marcia, you have such, you know, I've done my research on you and I'm so excited for our listeners to get to more, learn more about your story. But, you know, let's start from the beginning. Like, what has been your journey throughout technology, um, you know, starting from the earliest memory of when you were first exposed to tech? Like, what sparked that interest from you? And yeah, we're curious to know. Yeah, I, I'm one of I'm one of those uh, persons that started their journey very, very early on in their life. Uh, my dad is this type of man that is uh, all about building skills for life. So he wants me to know how to use a knife, how to do martial arts, and also how to code because he thought that was an important skill for life. So around six years, uh, I was six years, and by that time, computers were really expensive. I was born in 85, so it was the beginning of the 90s in South America, that is not the most advanced uh, place in the world. Uh, We were middle class, and my dad uh, bought with $3,000 a computer. That was a lot of money by that time. It's still a lot of money now, but that time was crazy amount of money. Um, With the computer, he got a big diskette, that has the game for kids. By that time, it seems that it was a thing also to teach your kids how to code. And it was about teaching basic for kids. So you had a maze and you have to move a dog around the maze with coding commands. And But that time games were not that crazily visual. So for me, that was a totally acceptable game. And I played that for, for a while and I learned basic. So yeah, that was my first experience with tech. From there, it, it all went up. I, I'm falling in love with computers. And, and with my parents, we have a really cool relationship on, on using the computer. So one of the things we did together, instead of watching TV as a family, we uh, my dad bought these games like Indiana Jones, Monkey Island, and these type of games that were like about puzzle solving. 
and you have to go through a story and do different activities in the game and solve puzzles. So we did that as a family together. We sit my mom, my dad and me. I don't have brothers or sisters in front of the computer for one or two hours every night. And we play the game together. We try to solve the puzzle together. And for me, that was the most fun activity uh, ever. And also my parents always let me broke the computer. So by the time, the first time they took it to the repairman, the second time my dad learned to repair it. The third time they taught me how to repair it. So I, I was getting involved in the process of breaking it and repairing it. Awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, my, my dad is, a, is an awesome man. And, and then, well, I was becoming a nerd. I was always interested in reading and, and all these kind of activities that were not exercising and sports. I was always into into knowledge uh so around 12 it was summer i didn't have anything to do because i don't know i was not interested in riding bikes and going around the neighborhood like normal kids does and there was this um kind of uh small academy in the corner of my house that was teaching programming courses during the summer and i was like well i can go there and learn something uh and i learned some silly skills about building web pages and I built uh, my first web page that was about Backstreet Boys. Um, I was a crazy fan, a preteen. <laughs> so um, also to be noted that but by that time internet was not that big thing. So I only have like one hour a week of internet uh, for my usage. <laughs> so I have to learn to make these web pages just by downloading the source code and then uh, running it locally in my computer with no internet and doing the changes and then checking if it worked and, and then publishing on the on the internet. And yeah, that web page was quite good because I was translating the songs from Backstreet Boys from English to Spanish. That was awesome. Wow. Yeah. So all my classmates were like, yes, this is the best side because we don't know English and you're like translating everything for us. So. <laughs> And this was in high school when you created the Yeah, book. well, it was around, I was 12, so it was my first year of, of high school. I, I was quite young, or I don't know, in America when you are 12, if you're still in school, right. in the seventh grade or something like that. So, yeah, it was, it was, I was quite young. Uh, and then another summer, uh, I was maybe around 15, again to the same academy to learn something new, and I learned Visual Basic. And that's a little bit more sophisticated uh, programming language where you can do like a full app. Uh, and I did my first uh, piece of software uh, there and I start telling everybody that I knew how to code. So a neighbor that had like a small shop asked me if they if I can build him like an inventory system. And I did and I sold it to him and I was so proud when I was 16, I sold my first piece of software. I was like, yes. <laughs> But, but it's important to know, but that time I didn't know that you can make a profession out of it. Right. I was convinced I was going to university to be an architect on houses. So uh, it was around maybe when I was 17 or something that I met a guy uh, that told me that he was studying in university to be a computer scientist and he will do this for life. And I was like, is this a shop? Like, really? <laughs> Yeah. And and then I went to university and studied this. But until I was 17, I have never met a person that was doing this thing that I was so passionate about as a show. And, and it was something totally impossible or, I don't know, not even in my, in my agenda or in my plans for the future. So that's why I think it's super important to talk to kids and to, like, tell them that this is something that they can do and, and, and maybe now kids are more aware because all the TV series and all the amazing people that are building software that they're very public facing but but when I was young it was Bill Gates there only and it was not that sexy <laughs> <laughs> it was not that sexy <laughs> so yeah so then I went to university I studied I found a job um and in my last year of university, I wanted to do an exchange program. And I was thinking, like, where I should go? Everybody goes to Spain and to the United States. And then it was around 2007 or something when I started looking for uh, exchange options. And, and I was always super interested in mobile phones. I, I saw a lot of potential on the mobile phones. 
remember how a mobile phone looked in 2007? It was more close to a brick than right. what we yeah. are familiar with. <laughs> yeah. So, but I thought that there was a lot of potential there, that that, that, that was the, the future. So I look around and I found that Nokia uh, was a Finnish company and in Finland universities and, and the companies have a very close relationship. So you could go to university and do like an internship in Nokia. Nokia was growing a lot by that time. So I started uh, talking with the university and I told like, hey, I want to go there um, and, and do something if it's possible to work for Nokia when I'm there. And they say, yes, definitely. So 2009, January, I took a plane from summer, 30 degrees, my first time on a plane oh. <laughs> in Finland, 13,000 kilometers away. Don't ask me how many is in my, <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, I ran to Finland, it was snowing. I was in the plane, I was looking down, and the first thought that came to my head was like, oh man, that's a lot of sand. Mm. And then immediately it hit me in the face, oh no, that's snow. Oh my goodness. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I get that to the airport at 5 o'clock, uh, it was pitch dark, and it was drizzling, the snow was totally vertical, it was crazy cold, oh, it was yeah. so much snow, a snowstorm. So I decided to stay sleeping in the airport for that night. No. <laughs> so my first night in Finland was in an airport. Uh, yeah. uh, and then I, I arrived the next day to university. I got the keys for my apartment. I, I have everything. And I started doing my exchange program in mobile computing and security. So I came for exchange program. I ended up doing a master's degree in, in that. And then started working for IBM as soon as I finished my, my degree because they were looking for people and I was like, I can work for you. Um, and yeah, and I worked some years for IBM as a consultant. I got to travel around the world, work in very random places like India and Singapore. I love it. It was the best. Uh, that AWS have called AWS Accelerate. I can leave you the link with Ariana uh, where we give until 100K for uh, people that are in that program. Uh, so you can get quite a lot of free money from uh, using your AWS. So you might not need to pay your AWS bill for many years. <laughs> so that's something that is really cool and it's quite easy if you are inside these accelerator programs already. So that is awesome. You guys, again, we'll have links to all of this information yeah. below. Marcia, you are like, yeah, this is awesome. You're you're really plugging our listeners today. Um, and we'll make sure that they have access to those links that you talked about. And Marcia, I don't know if I even told you this, but so I was at Afrotech, uh, when was this? Um, November, October, no, November of last year. And I actually got to go to, they had like an AWS startup. Well, Amazon was there. And um, they have a AWS startups organization. And I met a woman, I'm going to shout her out. Her name is Denise Kwashi. And so she is a phenomenal woman and essentially AWS startups. Uh, and I don't know if you know about this, Marcia, but I know it's going on here in the States. It's an early stage program where they'll be um, helping early stage startups. Um, and I actually received $1,000 worth of credit for AWS. And I was like, oh my goodness. Um, so my cannabis tech startup, we're going to be transferring all of our backend stuff to AWS. So I meant to tell you that, uh, when we talked a couple of weeks ago, but yeah. Yeah, there is, there is many opportunities uh, for startups and AWS. And also besides the money, you also, I think in this Accelerate program, you get access to some software architects to help you build your solution. So you have a lot of benefits besides the money that can be also quite useful for, for companies. So definitely if you have a startup reach to AWS, we will more than happy to, to talk to you. And we have a huge team of people working uh, on startups because for us, they are the, the most important thing. They are the future. They're like the babies on of companies. So yeah. <laughs> we need to take care of them. So it's don't think because your company is too small or you're just starting, it's very important to reach out early on and, and, and you will help, get help. There is, there is so many programs and things for, for startups. Yeah, there are. There's so many resources. And that's literally what this podcast is about, is making sure that people know, like, there are opportunities out there. You just need the exposure. So, again, guys, we'll make sure we have the links below. But right now, we're going to stop for a super quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with Marcia Bilshaba.
Hey guys, the Women in Tech with Ariana Blazing Trails podcast series is sponsored by Manning Publications Company. Today, Manning would like to give away five free coupon codes for you to access Marcia's book, Serverless Applications with AWS. If you're interested in learning more about AWS and how to build serverless applications using AWS Lambda, then this book is perfect for you. Click the link below in the app or website you're using to listen to this podcast, and you will have access to five free discount codes for you to access a free copy of their book, or you can go to wallwithtech.com resources and find the coupon codes there. Make sure you share this with your friends. Only five of you will have access to the free discount codes. So make sure you take advantage of this opportunity. All right, guys, we are back from our break and we are here with Marcia Bishalba. And she is here explaining her experience um, and talking to us um, about her work with AWS and her, her over 10 years of experience being a developer. And we're about to hop right into it. So Marcia, thank you so much for being with us again today. Thank you for having me. This is quite fun, so I'm happy. <laughs> awesome. I love it. So now, Marcia, let's talk about your YouTube channel, FUBAR. You know, why did you start the channel um, and how has having your YouTube channel helped you to land a job at AWS? Yes. So I, I always like to have a blog. So I've been having a technical blog, like a written one for many years. I, I always like to document different things I learn and share it with others. But to be honest, those blogs never were like, nobody was reading it. I think maybe my mom and she didn't understand anything. Um, and around maybe three years and a half ago or something like that, uh, I was the architect for this project. And we have a team of people that it was impossible to get in the same room. So I was trying to explain things to them and it was just impossible. So what I did is I started recording a lot of these things I wanted to teach them on a YouTube channel and share the link with them so they could watch it whenever they have time. Um, and then those videos start getting watched, but more than my mom and my colleagues. And, and I was like, hmm, maybe there is something here. I was talking about serverless and three years and a half ago, there was not much. Well, there was nothing out there, to be honest, on, on serverless and more on how to get started. So, uh, Eventually, people start watching those videos and, and I started like, mm, maybe I should do this and try it out a little bit more, like not just for my team, but for like random people that I don't know. And I start making these videos just to, to see and eventually people were watching and watching and asking questions. And I was like, mm, maybe I should do this once a week. And I start making videos once a week. And I went to one conference just to be a participant in that conference. And there was the AWS people there. They were sponsoring the conference and they were there and they recognized me. They were like, oh, you're Marcia from FUBAR. And and I was like, yes, how you know my name? Yeah. Oh, we follow your YouTube channel. By, that, my, by then my YouTube channel had like 400 subscribers. It was tiny. But for me, there were like the 400 most amazing people in the world. They were watching my content. And, and I was like, oh, really? Uh, and they were like, yes, we love your content. And we start talking with them. And I started talking about the project I was building. Uh, and then the conference organizer was there listening to, to my talk with them. And he was like, well, why don't come to the next conference? We have it in like uh, four months or something like that in the States. And you talk about what you're building. We don't have that many stories about people building things in serverless. It was very early, early on. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I never had, I, I have been speaking, but never in big conference, just in small meetups and, and never very technical. Uh, I was like, okay, I can go and speak there. So the last day of the call for papers, I, I grab all my energy and I submit a talk to that conference. Uh, and you know when you sabotage yourself that you write something very poorly so you don't get picked, so you don't have excuse to say, I apply, but they didn't choose me, so I don't have to go there. But, but the guys knew me, so they accepted my talk, even if I wrote it very poorly on purpose. Uh, and I flew to Austin to give a talk on this uh, project. And, and I was speaking to like 400 people, very wow. senior developers, a lot of bold men, over 40. <laughs> and I was this young 20-something-year-old lady talking 
in there and and I was having the biggest imposter syndrome of my life but it was so fun when I finished uh, giving that talk I was like if I was having like uh, I don't know 20,000 cups of coffee I was so excited I have so much adrenaline in my blood I was like oh my god I want to do this again can I go to the roller coaster again (laughs) oh wow so yeah. when I finished my talk, that many people came to to congratulate me because they never heard me speak before, and they were like, oh, "I really like your talk," and I was like, "Really? Are you saying that to be nice?" And they were like, "No, no, we watch also your videos on YouTube," and I was like, "Really? <laughs> really? You you know me?" <laughs> uh, and yeah, and and from then I start making videos very regular. Every week I have around 200 videos now on my channel. I post every Tuesday uh, and I post in general technical content. I will say 80% of my content is on serverless uh, services that are managed by AWS that you don't need to install anything that you can just use. And they are all using all the knowledge I learned from my developer life to have good practices on software engineering. So I'm using infrastructure as code. That's a problem in general. I notice in a lot of the online tutorials that they show you how to go to the console and do things, click, 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 click there. But if you're using those concepts in your projects and you want to use that in a production system, uh, in modern application development, no developer wants to go to a console and click, click, click. So I wanted to show how easy it is to build systems using infrastructure as code, how simple it is to build applications on AWS using infrastructure as code. And I show a lot of DevOps practices on AWS, on managed services. So most of my channel uh, is around that. Now and then you can see some blog of me traveling somewhere. I'm horrible at making blogs, uh, but... Now and then I enjoy to share a little bit of my life in there as well. But yeah, so that's been my YouTube channel. Uh, by now we are around almost 9,000 subscribers yeah. and, and it's been growing. And you asked me about how that make me uh, arrive as a AWS employee. Well, uh, because of my YouTube channel, I was doing content mostly on AWS. And they have this program called the AWS Heroes that AWS recognize their most uh, visual, like the biggest influencers they have. And I was recognized as an influencer for them. So because of that program, I got to meet a lot of people in the developer advocacy and in the community management and in the different product teams because they were uh, creating these services that I love. So I start becoming more and more close to them and, and I become friends with many of these guys. So they knew I was on my maternity leave building this company because I love sharing and I love doing this uh, this thing that I, it never occurred to me that I could apply to AWS. As, as many things in, in, in this talk, you realize that I, I don't have a lot of vision. I usually go and do things and then things happen. <laughs> but, but yeah. Yeah, things happen because I I believe if you do things consistently, things will happen to you because you are just there in the right moment, in the right time. But but yeah, so I didn't imagine that I could ever work for AWS. As I said before, there were all these amazing guys that they were like super high for me. I I will never reach that place. Uh, But yeah, I was keep on making my company and creating my content no matter what. I was like, decided that I want to do this and, 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 and do a company on this. And then one, uh, one of the AWS managers approached me. It's like, we want to have you. You're doing all these amazing co- things for free for us. And, and we want you. We want you to, to work for us. It's, a, it's like, why well, you're not working for us already? And, and I was like, really? <laughs> so that's how I landed in the shop. I was like, doing a three years uh, shop interview without realizing wow that and you know marcia i i I just have to say this really quick you know to all of you who are listening um because i I get different people who ask so many different questions like okay i'm trying to figure out what's going on in my career i want to learn you know about aws or maybe they want to learn how to code what is software development all these different you know topics and i just have to say that 
Marcia is right an expert in what she does, right? So she's always constantly learning. But if you listen to her talk, she's sharing about even her own challenges back then of how she struggled with imposter syndrome. And she had already been doing content for three years. And here, here, here she is at a conference, right? And some people at Amazon approach her and say, hey, like we know who you are. We watch your YouTube channel, right? And you know, you even talked about how at the time you only had 400 subscribers, but you ended up you going to a conference um, and, and speaking at a place where there were 400 people in the room. And so I just think that um, that's a beautiful story of, and you talked about it, Marcia, but if you do anything consistently enough, you know, it you, basically your gift will make room for you, right? Like you'll be at the right place at the right yeah, time. Definitely. Definitely. I think consistency is the, is for everything. You know, if I will apply the same consistency on losing weight, I will be a model, a Victoria's Secret model, <laughs> but, but I don't. I, I'm very selective with my consistency. So, <laughs> yeah, but consistency is the key. I'm reading a book now about habit formation, and and it's talking about uh, this one percent things that you can do and how these uh, these habits compound like money, like interest in your bank account. And it's so true. I can see it through my, my work life that I've been doing so many things that I, I don't, I usually don't make a plan for my life. People ask me what you want to be in five years. And I had such a random life right. that I don't want to tie myself to what I'm doing in five years, but I always try to do what I love. And I try to be very consistent on, 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 on what I do. I love reading. I love eating. I'm very consistent on that. I love learning. Uh, and and I do that regularly. I do every day a little bit and I try to make myself better. I don't have a goal for it. I, I, I just do it because I love it. And, and, and you always get a payoff. If you do it regularly, it compounds into something amazing. So even if you're starting and you feel like, oh my God, I'm 40, I don't know how to code. Don't worry, you will learn and, and it just compounds. Maybe you don't feel it in the first week. Maybe you don't feel it in the set first month but after one day you will say oh my god I understood that and then the moment that thing happened that moment you understood that then a lot of things will start getting really fast and it will go through this kind of snowball that you don't know what happening that how how from one day to another I became this thing because everything accumulates and accumulates and accumulates so the good things and the bad things as well. If you are lazy and you procrastinate, you say, today I'm not doing anything and you don't see any impact. But if you accumulate that procrastination year over year, by the time you're, you see your life, you don't have accomplished anything. So I think it's, it's, it's very important to have consistency and, and to be every day going through what you love and and. And, and I think nowadays it's, it's a great world because we can do a lot of things that we love and we can earn a living on that. The, the internet is a magical place, so. No, that that's good. You, like, I'm soaking this all up, all in because, like, yeah, I, I needed this talk for myself as well. And I, I hope that you guys who are listening, um, that you're really taking some notes right now because Marcia is dropping gems, as I always like to say. Um, and so, Marcia, I do want to backtrack a little bit. Now, you talked about, um, and even I see this on your YouTube channel, how uh, about most of the content on your YouTube channel is about serverless applications. Now, could you um, kind of explain to our listeners, you know, what what is what is serverless? What are serverless applications? and maybe in a way that um, is more of a tangible, practical example of how it's being currently used. Like you gave an example earlier, earlier and you talked about how, you know, Netflix uses AWS. Um, what's a good example of how serverless works um, so that way people can understand the impact of the technology? Yeah, maybe we can start a little bit uh, brief uh, technical explanation on what is serverless. So uh, if you've been coding or maybe heard about it, you may heard about the term of servers. So that's the way that normally before serverless things were done. You have an application, you install it in a server, and then you have to manage that. That has a lot of problems and, and also it takes a lot of time to manage that server. So the idea of serverless is that you uh, focus on your business value and giving uh, uh, the most value that you can to your stakeholders. So you don't have to focus too much on the infrastructure. So you use a cloud provider 
that will bring give you a lot of services already cooked for you. So uh, the most typical one and the one that uh, coined the term serverless is the functions as a service. In AWS it's called Lambda, but all the cloud providers have one. And that is a, a great way to execute code without the need of having a huge server just to put your application in. So you write a small uh, piece of uh, code. It can be a function that just says hello world, or it can be something bigger. And then you put that in the serverless platform just with, in a very simple way, you just put that zip file in the cloud and the, the platform will take it and will take care of uh, scaling that. So you can have a highly available around the world, a thousand million users can come and see your hello world. And that's extremely powerful because I can show you how to do that in five minutes. If you watch a lot, many of my videos, my introductory videos are, are doing that. In around five minutes, we go, we put simple piece of code in the cloud and without any knowledge on managing servers or in uh, operations or having very little coding experience, you can have an application that is available all around the world and scales. Uh, and that gives so much power to so much people. Other part of serverless is to use these services that are already cooked and, and created by AWS. You have services like databases. So managing your own database is very hard. You have to install the software, you have to scale it up and scale it down, and you have to make sure that it's backup and you have restores and a lot of pain. Uh, but if you use the AWS managed databases, you just put your data in and AWS will take care of everything for you. So that's also a great way of using the services. And then there are services that are even more high level. So we have services on, on artificial intelligence and machine learning. So we have a service that, uh, for example, in the Amazon page, I don't know, everybody is, I think is familiar with this little box that other users that bought this product or other products that we recommend for you, this little box that shows other things that you can buy. Uh, that's a service inside AWS that is called Personalize, and you can get that with just one line, uh, calling one, one little API with a little bit of information, and that pop-up appears with exactly the information from that user, the exact products that the user can, can will be interested in buying. And before that service, if you want to code that manually using machine learning algorithms, you really need a lot of knowledge and a lot of expertise. So there is a lot of things that are already made for you. And I find those services be extremely powerful. So I can uh, reach and, and these services can reach a lot of people that maybe don't have a lot of knowledge on programming, on managing servers, on um, on all these IT things, but they have amazing ideas and, and they are very uh, inspired and they are want to get their ideas come true. And I think these services is like little Lego blocks that you can easily plug them all together and form an application with almost no knowledge on coding. So that's why I'm so passionate about serverless. So one of my projects I work uh, with, with this technology was my first project and it was in Robium. And we have an application that was like Netflix, but for cartoons. And we had a lot of issues. We have a traditional architecture there with their servers and and all these things that, that we are using. And, and it was quite expensive to run. It was um, quite hard to maintain. We were a small team. And, and then we migrated to serverless. We removed all the servers. We tried to use as much as we could of the services that AWS was offering us, like authentication uh, service. So we didn't need to create an, our own authentication server, databases services I just explained. Then we were using a lot of uh, workflow management uh, services that we were connecting a lot of parts of our uh, different functions together. And that was totally managed by AWS. So it was like building a huge puzzle and we managed to build that product in less than six months with less than three developers. And if you want to do that with a traditional architecture, it will take you years. <laughs> so I think uh, that's one of the, the powers of serverless. And when I saw that, I was like, I need to show this to the world. And, uh... 
Wow, that's so. that is amazing. And so, Marcia, for because you, what I love is that you have a you know you talk about a lot of these practical applications and projects um, and use cases on your YouTube channel. So, for someone who's yeah. trying to learn more about you know cloud computing, serverless, all this awesome stuff, um, what would you suggest would be um, a great start from them based on My the different? Channel. Yes, but with <laughs> I, I know yeah because you have she has so much good like content. You guys like you don't understand like so for the cannabis tech company that i'm working on like we will literally be watching marcia's uh youtube videos to help guide us for the aws for some of the back end stuff for our mobile application but marcia in your youtube channel um what would be a good start as far as because you have different playlists and different topics yes. so what videos for getting started my playlist that i recommend everybody is serverless 101 it starts from the first video what is the cloud and uh, from there, we go through what is serverless and how we can get started with serverless and how you can deploy your first serverless application to the cloud. And then from there, you can see what is uh, a topic that interests you. But there's there is many on how to build host an application like a website. You can um, learn how to do that as well. With uh, I have a video on that. I have videos on creating chatbots. I have videos on uh, using GraphQL, if you're a front-end developer, that can be interest for you of uh, having a GraphQL backend. So I think the first one to watch, if you don't know anything about serverless or the cloud, is the serverless 101 playlist. That's the first. Um, Awesome. So guys, we'll have a link to the serverless 101 um, uh, playlist immediately below so that you can access that as soon as possible. Um, now, um, our last question that we actually have for you, Marcia, oh my goodness, like you have been such a blast. I know I've said that like 3000 times, like <laughs> on recording and off recording. But the last question that we have for you is, you know, in your career, right, you've had so many different career opportunities, um, right? You've worked from the different, you know, even like within tech, right? Like you did the consulting, you've done corporate, you know, like right now you are, um, you know, this advocate for technology at AWS, you know, you've had so many different experiences. What advice do you have for women who are trying to discover and find the right path for their tech career? Uh, I think my I had quite a good experience in tech in general. So my, my first thing is always believe that people are good. So I always have really good uh people that I work to. I also work with assholes, but I try to forget them. But <laughs> but, but my first, uh, always my, my first thing is to think that people are good. And, and, and I try to make friends with my colleagues and, and try to get to know them and, and also ask for help because it's very important that, that you feel confident asking for help because sometimes asking for help doesn't mean that you don't know. Sure, it means that you don't know, but it does. it's not a bad thing. Nobody is born knowing everything. So asking for help is very, very important. If you're stuck, don't get stuck. Just go and, and ask one of your colleagues uh, if they can help you out. It's, 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 I think that's a great way to also advance in your career and to get to know people. And also in the future, people will ask for help from you. And, and that's a great way to learn to teach uh, the moment you start teaching someone something, then you learn it even better. So that's another recommendation I give. You don't wait to be the most expert person in the room to start teaching and, and helping others. You can be a super junior developer and teach and, and inspire others because the perspective that you have is unique and, and, and the things that you see as a junior developer are totally different of what you see as a more experienced developer and, and it's very, very valuable. So don't be afraid of if there is a new teammate, uh, help them out and, 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 and showing things. And first, you will learn a lot. And second, you will become uh, more confident in yourself when you're able to, to, to explain things to others. And also you will be building a persona at, at your workplace as well. And that's another important thing, at least uh, for all the ladies out there. Embrace it that you are the only one and build a brand around your name. Just enjoy it. <laughs> like you will be alone for a while. So don't worry. Try to make people remember you because you're amazing. And, and, and don't feel embarrassed. Like if you make a mistake, we all do. And just recover from it. 
And uh, one thing I love from AWS is that they have this concept of the one-way and the two-way doors. And one-way doors are decisions that are very hard to revert. And the two-way doors are decisions that they are very easy to revert. And if you think in life, most of the decisions are two-way doors. And when a decision is a two-way door, you can go in. And if you made a mistake, you come back. And, and that's the way to learn, to experiment, and to become better in your work and personally. So go ahead and make all the mistakes and, and be confident of your mistakes. You learn way more from mistakes than from non-mistakes. <laughs> So, yeah, that is so true. You guys, you heard it. Marcia Bishaba, she was dropping gems this entire episode. Marcia, it has been phenomenal having you on here. Um, all the links and all the contact information. If you guys want to reach out to Marcia, we'll have her social media content yeah. and all of the different my, programs. My yeah. Twitter DMs are open. So if you want to say hi, um, need some advice or whatever, I'm happy to help you. So please drop me a, a message there. And also, if you have any questions on YouTube channel, ask in the comments. I'm, I'm always happy to, to reply there. And you guys, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, guys. Thank you for tuning in. And again, of course, as I always say, we'll talk to you next week. Ariana signing out. ...that AWS have called AWS Accelerate. I can leave you the link with Ariana, uh, where we give until 100K for uh, people that are in that program. Uh, so you can get quite a lot of free money from uh, using your AWS. So you might not need to pay your AWS bill for many years. <laughs> so oh. that's something that is really cool. And it's quite easy if you are inside these accelerator programs already. So that is awesome. You guys, again, we'll have links to all of this information yeah. below. Marcia, you are like... Yeah, this is awesome. You're you're really plugging our listeners today. Um, and we'll make sure that they have access to those links that you talked about. And Marcia, I don't know if I even told you this, but so I was at AfroTech, uh, when was this? Um, November, October? No, November of last year. And I actually got to go to, they had like an AWS startup. Well, Amazon was there. And um, they have a AWS startups organization. And I met a woman, I'm going to shout her out. Her name is Denise Kwashi. And so she is a phenomenal woman and essentially AWS startups. Uh, and I don't know if you know about this, Marcia, but I know it's going on here in the States. It's an early stage program where they'll be um, helping early stage startups. Um, and I actually receive $1,000 worth of credit for AWS. And I was like, oh my goodness. Um, so my cannabis tech startup, we're going to be transferring all of our backend stuff to AWS. So I meant to tell you that, uh, when we talked a couple of weeks ago, but yeah. Yeah, there is, there is many opportunities uh, for startups and AWS. And also besides the money, you also, I think in this Accelerate program, you get access to some software architects to help you build your solution. So you have a lot of benefits besides the money that can be also quite useful for, for companies. So definitely if you have a startup reach to AWS, we will more than happy to, to talk to you. And we have a huge team of people working uh, on startups because for us, they are the, the most important thing. They are the future. They're like the babies on of companies. So yeah. <laughs> we need to take care of them. So it's don't think because your company is too small or you're just starting. It's very important to reach out early on and, and, and you will help, get help. There is, there is so many programs and things for, for startups. Yeah, there are. There's so many resources. And that's literally what this podcast is about, is making sure that people know, like, there are opportunities out there. You just need the exposure. So, again, guys, we'll make sure we have the links below. But right now, we're going to stop for a super quick commercial break. And we'll be right back with Marcia Bilshaba. Hey guys, the Women in Tech with Ariana Blazing Trails podcast series is sponsored by Manning Publications Company. Today, Manning would like to give away five free coupon codes for you to access Marcia's book, Serverless Applications with AWS. If you're interested in learning more about AWS and how to build serverless applications using AWS Lambda, then this book is perfect for you. Click the link below in the app or website you're using to listen to this podcast, and you will have access to five free discount codes for you to access a free copy of their book, or you can go to wallwithtech.com resources and find the coupon codes there. Make sure you share this with your friends. Only five of you will have access to the free discount codes. So make sure you take advantage of this opportunity. All right, guys, we are back from our break and we are here with Marcia Bishalba. And she is here explaining her experience um, and talking to us um, about her work with AWS and her, her over 10 years of experience being a developer. And we're about to hop right into it. So Marcia, thank you so much for being with us again today. 
thank you for having me. This is quite fun, so I'm happy. <laughs> awesome. I love it. So now, Marcia, let's talk about your YouTube channel, FUBAR. You know, why did you start the channel um, and how has having your YouTube channel helped you to land a job at AWS? Yes. So I, I always like to have a blog. So I've been having a technical blog, like a written one for many years. I, I always like to document different things I learned and share it with others. But to be honest, those blogs never were like, nobody was reading it. I think maybe my mom and she didn't understand anything. Um, and around maybe three years and a half ago or something like that, uh, I was the architect for this project and we have a team of people that it was impossible to get in the same room. So I was trying to explain things to them and it was just impossible. So what I did is I started recording a lot of these things I wanted to teach them on a YouTube channel and share the link with them so they could watch it whenever they have time. Um, and then those videos start getting watched, but more than my mom and my colleagues. And, and I was like, hmm, maybe there is something here. I was talking about serverless and three years and a half ago, there was not much. Well, there was nothing out there, to be honest, on, on serverless and more on how to get started. So uh, eventually people start watching those videos and, and I started like, hmm, maybe I should do this and try it out a little bit more, like not just for my team, but for like random people that I don't know. And I start making these videos just to, to see. And eventually people were watching and watching and asking questions. And I was like, mm, maybe I should do this once a week. And I started making videos once a week. And, and I went to one conference just to be a participant in that conference. And there was the AWS people there. They were sponsoring the conference and they were there. And they recognized me. They were like, oh, you're Marcia from FUBAR. And, and I was like, yes, how you know my name? Yeah. Oh, we follow your YouTube channel. By, that, my, by then, my YouTube channel had like 400 subscribers. It was tiny. But for me, there were like the 400 most amazing people in the world. They were watching my content. And, and I was like, oh, really? Uh, and they were like, yes, we love your content. And we start talking with them. And I started talking about the project I was building. Uh, and then the conference organizer was there listening to, to my talk with them. And he was like, well, why don't come to the next conference? We have it in like uh, four months or something like that in the States. And you talk about what you're building. We don't have that many stories about people building things in serverless. It was very early, early on. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I never had. I, I have been speaking, but never in big conference, just in small meetups and, and never very technical. Uh, I was like, okay, I can go and speak there. So the last day of the call for papers, I, I grab all my energy and I submit a talk to that conference. Uh, and you know, when you sabotage yourself that you write something very poorly, so you don't get picked, so you don't have excuse to say, I apply, but they didn't choose me, so I don't have to go there. But but the guys knew me, so they accepted my talk, even if I wrote it very poorly on purpose. Uh, and I flew to Austin to give a talk on this uh, project. And, and I was speaking to like 400 people, very wow. senior developers, a lot of bold men, over 40. <laughs> and I was this young 20-something-year-old lady talking in there and and i was having the biggest imposter syndrome of my life but it was so fun when i finished uh, giving that talk i was like if i was having like uh, i don't know twenty thousand cups of coffee i was so excited i have so much adrenaline in my blood i was like oh my god i want to do this again can i go to yeah. the roller coaster again <laughs> oh wow so yeah. when I finished my talk, that many people came to, to congratulate me because they never heard me speak before. And they were like, oh, I really like your talk. And I was like, really? Are you saying that to be nice? And they were like, no, no, we watch also your videos on YouTube. And I was like, really? <laughs> really? You, you know me? <laughs> uh, and yeah, and, and from then I started making videos very regular every week. I have around 200 videos now on my channel. I post every Tuesday uh, and I post in general technical content. 
I will say 80% of my content is on serverless uh, services that are managed by AWS that you don't need to install anything that you can just use. And they are all using all the knowledge I learned from my developer life to have good practices on software engineering. So I'm using infrastructure as code. That's a problem in general. I know this in a lot of the online tutorials that they show you how to go to the console and do things, click, 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 click there. But if you're using those concepts in your projects and you want to use that in a production system, uh, in modern application development, no developer wants to go to a console and click, click, click. So I wanted to show how easy it is to build systems using infrastructure as code, how simple it is to build applications on AWS using infrastructure as code. And I show a lot of DevOps practices on AWS, on managed services. So most of my channel uh, is around that. Now and then you can see some blog of me traveling somewhere. I'm horrible at making blogs, uh, but... Now and then I enjoy to share a little bit of my life in there as well. But yeah, so that's been my YouTube channel. Uh, by now we are around almost 9,000 subscribers yeah. and, and it's been growing. And you asked me about how that make me um, arrive as a AWS employee. Well, uh, because of my YouTube channel, I was doing content mostly on AWS. And they have this program called the AWS Heroes that rec AWS recognize their most uh, visual, like the biggest influencers they have. And I was recognized as an influencer for them. So because of that program, I got to meet a lot of people in the developer advocacy and in the community management and in the different product teams because they were uh, creating these services that I love. So I start becoming more and more close to them and, and I become friends with many of these guys. So they knew I was on my maternity leave building this company because I love sharing and I love doing this, uh, this thing that I, it never occurred to me that I could apply to AWS. As, as many things in, in, in this talk, you realize that I, I don't have a lot of vision. I usually go and do things and then things happen. <laughs> but, but yeah. Yeah, things happen because I, I believe if you do things consistently, things will happen to you because you are just there in the right moment, in the right time. But but yeah, so I didn't imagine that I could ever work for AWS. As I said before, there were all these amazing guys that they were like super high for me. I, I will never reach that place. Uh, but yeah, I was keep on making my comf company and creating my content no matter what. I was like, decided that I want to do this and, 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 and do a company on this. And then one, uh, one of the AWS managers approached me. It's like, we want to have you. You're doing all these amazing things for free for us. And, and we want you. We want you to, to work for us. It's, a, it's like, why well, you're not working for us already? And, and I was like, really? <laughs> so that's how I landed in the shop. I was like, doing a three years uh, shop interview without realizing wow that and you know marcia I, I i just have to say this really quick you know to all of you who are listening um because i i get different people who ask so many different questions like okay i'm trying to figure out what's going on in my career i want to learn you know about aws or maybe they want to learn how to code what is software development all these different you know topics and i just have to say that Marcia is right an expert in what she does right so she's always constantly learning but if you listen to her talk she's sharing about even her own challenges back then of how she struggled with imposter syndrome and she had already been doing content for three years and here here, here she is at a conference right and some people at Amazon approach her and say hey like we know who you are we watch a YouTube channel right and you know you even talked about how at the time you only had 400 subscribers but you ended up you going to a conference um, and, and speaking at a place where there were 400 people in the room. And so I just think that um, that's a beautiful story of, and you talked about it, Marcia, but if you do anything consistently enough, you know, it you, basically your gift will make room for you, right? Like you'll be at the right place at the right yeah, time. Definitely. Definitely. I think consistency is the, it's for everything, you know, if I will apply the same consistency or losing weight, I will be a model, a Victoria's Secret model, <laughs> but, but I don't. I, I'm very selective with my consistency. So, <laughs> yeah, but consistency is the key. I'm reading a book now about habit formation. 
and and it's talking about uh, this one percent things that you can do and how these uh, these habits compound like money, like interest in your bank account. And it's so true. I can see it through my, my work life that I've been doing so many things that I, I don't, I usually don't make a plan for my life. People ask me what you want to be in five years. And I had such a random life right. that I don't want to tie myself to what I'm doing in five years, but I always try to do what I love. And I try to be very consistent on, 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 on what I do. I love reading. I love eating. I'm very consistent on that. I love learning uh and and i do that regularly i do every day a little bit and i try to make myself better i don't have a goal for it i i i just do it because i love it and 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 you always get a payoff if you do it regularly it compounds into something amazing so even if you're starting and you feel like oh my god i'm 40 i don't know how to code don't worry you will learn and, and it just compounds. Maybe you don't feel it in the first week. Maybe you don't feel it in the set first month. But after one day, you will say, oh, my God, I understood that. And then the moment that thing happened, that moment you understood that, then a lot of things will start getting really fast and it will go through this kind of snowball that you don't know what happening, that how, how from one day to another I became this thing. Because everything accumulates and accumulates and accumulates. So the good things and the bad things as well. If you are lazy and you procrastinate, you say, today I'm not doing anything and you don't see any impact. But if you accumulate that procrastination year over year, by the time you're, you see your life, you don't have accomplished anything. So I think it's, it's, it's very important to have consistency and, and to be every day going through what you love and 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 I think nowadays is it's a great word because we can do a lot of things that we love and we can earn a living on that the the internet is a magical place so no that that's good you like I'm soaking this all up all in because like yeah I, I needed this talk for myself as well and I, I hope that you guys who are listening um that you're really taking some notes right now because Marcia is dropping gems as I always like to say um and so Marcia I do want to backtrack a little bit now you talked about um and even I see this on your YouTube channel how uh, about most of the content on your YouTube channel is about serverless applications now could you um kind of explain to our listeners you know what what is what is serverless what are serverless applications and maybe in a way that um, is more of a tangible, practical example of how it's being currently used. Like you gave an example earlier, earlier and you talked about how, you know, Netflix uses AWS. Um, what's a good example of how serverless works um, so that way people can understand the impact of the technology? Yeah, maybe we can start a little bit uh, brief uh, technical explanation on what is serverless. So uh, if you've been coding or maybe heard about it, you may heard about the term of servers. So that's the way that normally before serverless things were done. You have an application, you install it in a server, and then you have to manage that. That has a lot of problems and, and also it takes a lot of time to manage that server. So the idea of serverless is that you uh, focus on your business value and giving uh, uh, the most value that you can to your stakeholders. So you don't have to focus too much on the infrastructure. So you use a cloud provider that will bring give you a lot of services already cooked for you. So uh, the most typical one and the one that uh, coined the term serverless is the functions as a service. In AWS, it's called Lambda, but all the cloud providers have one. And that is a, a great way to execute code without the need of having a huge server just to put your application in. So you write a small uh, piece of uh, code. It can be a function that just says hello world, or it can be something bigger. And then you put that in the serverless platform just with, in a very simple way, you just put that zip file in the cloud and the, the platform will take it and will take care of uh, scaling that. So you can have a highly available around the world a thousand million users can come and see your hello world. And that's extremely powerful because I can show you how to do that in five minutes. If you watch a lot, many of my videos, my introductory videos are, are doing that. In around five minutes, we go, we put 
simple piece of code in the cloud and without any knowledge on managing servers or in uh, operations or having very little coding experience, you can have an application that is available all around the world and scales. Uh, and that gives so much power to so much people. Other part of serverless is to use these services that are already cooked and, and created by AWS. You have services like databases. So managing your own database is very hard. You have to install the software, you have to scale it up and scale it down, and you have to make sure that it's backup and you have restores and a lot of pain. Uh, but if you use the AWS managed databases, you just put your data in and AWS will take care of everything for you. So that's also a great way of using the services. And then there are services that are even more high level. So we have services on, on artificial intelligence and machine learning. So we have a service that, uh, for example, in the Amazon page, I don't know, everybody is, I think is familiar with this little box that other users that bought this product or other products that we recommend for you, this little box that shows other things that you can buy. Uh, that's a service inside AWS that is called Personalize, and you can get that with just one line, uh, calling one, one little API with a little bit of information, and that pop-up appears with exactly the information from that user, the exact products that the user can, can will be interested in buying. And before that service, if you want to code that manually using machine learning algorithms, you really need a lot of knowledge and a lot of expertise. So there is a lot of things that are already made for you. And I find those services be extremely powerful. So I can uh, reach and, and these services can reach a lot of people that maybe don't have a lot of knowledge on programming, on managing servers, on, um, on all these IT things, but they have amazing ideas and, and they are very uh, inspired and they are want to get their ideas come true. And I think these services is like little Lego blocks that you can easily plug them all together and form an application with almost no knowledge on coding. So that's why I'm so passionate about serverless. So one of my projects I work uh, with, with this technology was my first project and it was in Robium. And we have an application that was like Netflix, but for cartoons. And we had a lot of issues. We have a traditional architecture there with their servers and and all these things that, that we are using. And, and it was quite expensive to run. It was um, quite hard to maintain. We were a small team. And, and then we migrated to serverless. We removed all the servers. We tried to use as much as we could of the services that AWS was offering us, like authentication uh, service. So we didn't need to create an, our own authentication server, databases services I just explained. Then we were using a lot of uh, workflow management uh, services that we were connecting a lot of parts of our infra uh, different functions together. And that was totally managed by AWS. So it was like building a huge puzzle and we managed to build that product in less than six months with less than three developers. And if you want to do that with a traditional architecture, it will take you years. <laughs> so I think uh, that's one of the, the powers of serverless. And when I saw that, I was like, I need to show this to the world. And, uh... Wow, that's, that is amazing. And so Marcia, for, because, you, what I love is that you have, a, you know, you talk about a lot of these practical applications and projects um, and use cases on your YouTube channel. So for someone who's yeah. trying to learn more about, you know, cloud computing, serverless, all this awesome stuff, um, what would you suggest would be um, a great start from them based on My the YouTube different, channel. yes, but what, <laughs> I, I know, yeah, because you have, she has so much good, like, content, you guys, like, you don't understand, like, so for the cannabis tech company that I'm working on, like, we will literally be watching watching Marcia's uh, YouTube videos to help guide us for the AWS for some of the backend stuff for our mobile application. But Marcia, in your YouTube channel, um, what would be a good start as far as, because you have different playlists and different topics, yes. so what videos? For getting started, my playlist that I recommend everybody is Serverless 101. It starts from the first video, what is the cloud? And uh, from there, we go through what is serverless and how we can get started with serverless and how you can deploy your first serverless application to the cloud. 
And then from there, you can see what is uh, a topic that interests you. But there's there is many on how to build host an application, like a website. You can um, learn how to do that as well. With uh, I have a video on that. I have videos on creating chatbots. I have videos on uh, using GraphQL. If you're a front-end developer, that can be interest for you of uh, having a GraphQL backend. So I think the first one to watch, if you don't know anything about serverless or the cloud, is the serverless 101 playlist. That's the first. Um, awesome. So guys, we'll have a link to the serverless 101 um, uh, playlist immediately below so that you can access that as soon as possible. Um, now, um, our last question that we actually have for you, Marcia. Oh my goodness, like you have been such a blast. I know I've said that like 3,000 times, like <laughs> on recording and off recording. But the last question that we have for you is, you know, in your career, right, you've had so many different career opportunities, um, right? You've worked from the different, you know, even like within tech, right? Like you did the consulting, you've done corporate, you know, like right now you are, um, you know, this advocate for technology at AWS, you know, you've had so many different experiences. What advice do you have for women who are trying to discover and find the right path for their tech career? Uh, I think my, I had quite a good experience in tech in general. So my, my first thing is always believe that people are good. So I always have really good, uh, people that I work to. I also work with assholes, but I try to forget them. But <laughs> but, but my first, uh, always my, my first thing is to think that people are good. And, and, and I try to make friends with my colleagues and, and try to get to know them and, and also ask for help because it's very important that, that you feel confident asking for help because sometimes asking for help doesn't mean that you don't know. Sure, it means that you don't know, but it does. it's not a bad thing. Nobody is born knowing everything. So asking for help is very, very important. If you're stuck, don't get stuck. Just go and, and ask one of your colleagues uh, if they can help you out. It's, 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 I think that's a great way to also advance in your career and to get to know people. And also in the future, people will ask for help from you. And, and that's a great way to learn to teach uh, the moment you start teaching someone something, then you learn it even better. So that's another recommendation I give. You don't wait to be the most expert person in the room to start teaching and, and helping others. You can be a super junior developer and teach and, and inspire others because the perspective that you have is unique and, and, and the things that you see as a junior developer are totally different of what you see as a more experienced developer and, and it's very, very valuable. So don't be afraid of if there is a new teammate, uh, help them out and, 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 and showing things. And first, you will learn a lot. And second, you will become uh, more confident in yourself when you're able to, to, to explain things to others. And also you will be building a persona at, at your workplace as well. And that's another important thing, at least uh, for all the ladies out there. Embrace it that you are the only one and build a brand around your name. Just enjoy it. <laughs> like you will be alone for a while. So don't worry. Try to make people remember you because you're amazing. And, and, and don't feel embarrassed. Like if you make a mistake, we all do. And just recover from it. And uh, one thing I love from AWS is that they have this concept of the one-way and the two-way doors. And one-way doors are decisions that are very hard to revert. And the two-way doors are decisions that they are very easy to revert. And if you think in life, most of the decisions are two-way doors. And when a decision is a two-way door, you can go in. And if you made a mistake, you come back. And, and that's the way to learn, to experiment, and to become better in your work and personally. So go ahead and make all the mistakes and, and be confident of your mistakes. You learn way more from mistakes than from non-mistakes. <laughs> so, yeah. That is so true. You guys, you heard it. Marcia Bishaba, she was dropping gems this entire episode. Marcia, it has been phenomenal having you on here. Um, all the links and all the contact information. If you guys want to reach out to Marcia, we'll have her social media content yeah. and all of the my, different programs. My yeah. Twitter DMs are open. So if you want to say hi, um, need some advice or well, whatever, I'm happy to help you. So please 
drop me a, a message there. And also, if you have any questions on YouTube channel, ask in the comments. I'm, I'm always happy to, to reply there. And you guys, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, guys. Thank you for tuning in. And again, of course, as I always say, we'll talk to you next week. Ariana signing out.